Would you pray with me, please? Almighty God, I come to you now as your servant, asking that the words that I speak this morning would not be my words, but they would be yours. Asking, O oh God, that those who hear and receive these words would receive them not only in their minds and in their hearts, but deep in their souls, O oh God, that place where only you and they go. Fill me with your Holy Spirit that I would do your will and not my own. In Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen. All right, so today's message comes from uh, the translation of the message out of John chapter 14, uh, verses 8 through 17, and then a couple of verses after that. Philip said, Master, show us the Creator, then we'll be content. You've been with me all this time, Philip, and you still don't understand. To see me is to see God. So how can you ask, where is God? Don't you believe that I in the Creator and the Creator is in me? The words that I speak to you aren't mere words. I don't just make them up on my own. God who resides in me crafts each word into a divine act. Believe me, I am in my creator and my creator is in me. If you can't believe that, then believe what you see, these works. The person who trusts me will not only do what I am doing, but even greater things. Want to hear that again? The person who trusts me will not only do what I am doing, but even greater things, because I, on my way to God, am giving you the same work to do that I have been doing. You can count on it. From now on, Whatever you request along the lines of who I am and what I am doing, I will do it. <clears throat> that is how God will be seen for, for God being in the Son. And I mean that. Whatever you request, I will do it. And then just to honor... Uh, Today being Pentecost uh, Sunday, here's another promise from Jesus towards the end of that discourse. I am telling you these things while I am still living with you. The friend, the Holy Spirit, whom the Creator will send at my request, will make everything plain to you. The Holy Spirit will remind you of all the things that I have told you. I am leaving you well and whole. And this is my parting gift to you. Peace I do not leave the way you are used to being left. Feeling abandoned and bereft. So do not be upset. Do not be distraught. You've heard me say, I'm going away, but I'm coming back. Amen. Amen. All right. So... Um, 
I, I did a little bit of extra exegetical work this week because I want to make sure that we understand what's happening in the Gospel of John. So what I'm about to give you is a, a compilation of a lot of different theologians written over the years. And by the way, how many know how old the church is? It's really simple math if you figure it out. Church was founded in what year? Come on now, teachers. What? 33 AD. So we are in 2019. So we are 2019 years plus whatever you need to to get to that first 100 AD. See, that's why I said you needed math people. That's really old. I mean, can you wrap your head around that? I mean, that is a long time. And that means that there's a lot of things that have happened since the founding of the church, since the day that these 12 disciples thinking that it was over, that it was flat done, that Jesus was a nice teacher and he was, he was great and all that, <coughs> but it's over. And then here comes this very spirit that Jesus was talking about that gave these 12, and actually at that point it was probably more like 11 because Judas was already dead, um, gave them a sense of courage and a sense of peace like they had never experienced before. And it had to be pretty incredible because here we are 2,000 years later and we're still talking about it. Understand the significance of that. Think about in your own life. I know there are things that I still talk about from when I was a kid, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and most people look at you and go, oh yeah, that was when you were a kid. And you know, it's a funny story and all that stuff. <clears throat> but we also have those memories of things that happened to us that significantly changed who we are. And the church, that's why we continue to celebrate this birthday. Because the founding of the church changed the face of Judaism. It changed the way we as a people would live and have an opportunity to live. It hopefully changed us from being a warring, unforgiving, unrepentant kind of people to a people who understands that the way we get through this world is to have what? A personal relationship with God. So, with that whole setup, let me give you what some theologians have said about this particular reading. And just bear with me, because by the time I get to the end of this today, it'll make sense to you. As much as we love John chapter 13 through 17, and especially this chapter 14, this excerpt from Jesus' farewell discourse to his disciples at the Last Supper may contain few of Jesus's actual words. John, or quite possibly one or more of a group of disciples of the Apostle John, created this whole discourse from some of Jesus's remembered sayings, and they gave it this longer form to summarize what he and they believed Jesus would have said on this occasion of his departure. How many of you have been to a retirement dinner? Amen? 
Okay, and if you've been to that retirement dinner, do you remember what was said about the guy that was retiring or the woman that was retiring? Probably not a lot. <clears throat> but you will remember about that person that's retiring how you interacted with that person, right? And so guess what? What you heard at that dinner is actually what you tell that you heard at that dinner is what your interaction with that person was about. So, for all those people who were getting nervous because the pastor was going to say, oh my God, here they're quoting stuff that Jesus didn't say, so he's going to go down that path, and, and the Bible's the word of God. No, no, just hang on to your shorts. Because what he said at that supper was apparently important enough that even if these aren't the exact words, they are certainly reporting the flavor of what he was trying to say. And I wanted to set that up for you so that you understand that we're gonna go a step deeper in this. That when Jesus says him and God are in each other, understand that that doesn't mean they're the same. Amen? You know, we've had a, a few hundred years of theology that tries to tell us that God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit are all one entity. And that is because of the Gospel of John. I want to tell you that that whole Trinitarian theology is not important. What's important is that you understand that what Jesus is actually saying to us and what these authors were saying is that his relationship was so close to God that you can count on if he said it, then that's what God wants. Amen? Mm -hmm. Now, you know that we have a saying in American politics, do we not? If you work in politics and you're in the White House, what do you do? You work at the pleasure of the President of the United States. What they were talking about here was giving us what Jesus had taught. And remember this setting. And you know, it's interesting, you and I were talking during the meal, I was telling you how we realized their how we realized that their conversation was just everyday conversation and here Jesus is at this final meal saying listen I want you to pay attention to me now I want you to understand what this is really about what it's really about is having that personal intimate relationship with God it means that you can trust that you've seen God if you've seen me that's not Jesus saying he's God that is Jesus saying, pay attention to what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Now, I've got to tell you, that ought to scare a lot of folks nowadays. Amen? Amen. So-called Christians, if they really hung on to this, their behavior might be just a little bit different. Amen? Amen? You know, there might not be so many people that are hungry. We would be more interested in finding on how to get people off the street and into shelter. We might be more interested in being fair in our business dealings than seeing how many people we have to step on to put a buck in our pocket. Or put them in line to give them help. Amen. This passage tells us who God is. If we are willing to follow the teachings of Jesus, then you have answered the question, who is God? What teachings 
as you sit here this morning, do you remember that Jesus gave us? If I were to say to you, what did Jesus teach you? What's the first thing that pops to your mind? You will do greater things. You will do greater things. <laughs> Don't call on me. I'll come back. Love others. Love others. Love each other the way I've loved you. Amen. Kindness. Love. To treat others fairly. Love is love is love. I like that. Love is love is love. We don't have to define it. Love is love. Amen. James? God is love. God is love. God is rest. Amen. Amen. What about you? Merciful. Merciful. I got you. Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot. Truth in the life. No truth in the life. Now we're back to you. Forgiving. Forgive. Amen. There we go. Hey, you know what? I'm telling you, I'm glad you said that because. You know, part of what I've been trying to teach people for a, a long, long time is that it, to know God is to do what Jesus told us to do. What were Jesus' first words from the cross? Forgive them. God, forgive them. What did he do for the woman that they were going to stone? He forgave her. What did he say when Peter said, how many times have we got to do this? He said... Seventy times seven. If there is no forgiveness, folks, there is no afterlife. In fact, there is no life. We die. So when we get to this passage of God being in me and me in God and you all in God, that's what it's about. We, you know, so many times... We try to sit there and go, you know, we've done the fancy little stuff with, with what would Jesus do. We, we, we have to put out all these symbols. You know, I, it, it just, I got to tell you, there are certain little things that aggravate me to death um, that Christians do because I find it arrogant and I find it pushy. If you see an ad, like in the Yellow Pages, and you see the little Christian symbol, I absolutely guarantee you I am probably not going to buy from them. <laughs> because I don't want to be preached at when I'm getting my garage door fixed. Mm -hmm. Amen? I mean, it is one thing to have a relationship with God, but it is quite another to do what it is that Jesus asked us to do. In this final words to his disciples, he said what? If you know me, then you will keep my command. And what was his command? That you love each other as he loved you. So let's undress that. What does it mean to love as Jesus loves? Well, it means we've got to be fair. It means that we've got to be merciful. It means that we ought to be humble. Where have we heard that before? Oh yeah, Micah 6, 8. That was what the prophet was telling people, that this is what it is to be in an intimate relationship with God, that you'll be fair, that you'll be merciful, and that you'll be humble, as is what God is with us. And then Jesus says, look, there's going to be a Holy Spirit that, that, that is going to come, that is going to remind you of this. 
and I and I and I'm telling you folks there is nothing more important than to remember that our relationship with God when we live in this world takes a whisper every once in a while of hey unconditionally because it will change the way you live. Now, I decided that sometimes you all um, I'm going to give this to you face down so don't look at it yet. Because I'm sending something home with you that is the perfect encapsulation of what Jesus taught. And for those of you, I'm handing out a piece of paper. If you're looking at my navel right now, I'm going to read it in a second. Everybody got one? Because I, I, want I, you to... I know what it is already. So. Oh, okay. I believe he posted on the website. Right, everybody got one? Everybody? Okay. All right, now you can turn it over. The guy is asking Jesus in a cup of, with a cup of coffee, should he add the logo to his landscaping company? And Jesus asks a simple question, what's the point? He says, so people will know that they're dealing with Christians. And here comes the lesson of the day. Why don't you leave it off and see if they can figure it out by your workmanship your work ethic, and your honesty. If you love Jesus, then you will do as he commands. God bless you.